BTCC frowns into Brands Hatch, but are the dark clouds coming over once more? Brands Hatch preview. Yes, hello and welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast. And we've got another race week upon us. Um, very excited for brands coming up. And it looks like there are going to be some changeable conditions once again, which certainly made some, for some great entertainment last time out, didn't it, Russ? It sure did. Yep, we're looking forward to brands. It is one of my favourite tracks just because how quick, fast and undulating the circuit is. It's always a little bit unpredictable. And as you've alluded to there and in the opening, there is potential for more rain, more changeable conditions, which elevated Donington into excellent heights last time out. So, yeah, brands should be an absolute thriller for all involved. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think we should jump straight in, have a look at the track layout. Obviously, we've got the Indy layout this weekend, um, which is one of the shortest on the calendar, and it certainly doesn't take very long to get around it, does it? No, it's a very, very quick lap here. Would you like to guess the uh, the person who has the lap record here in qualifying? Uh, probably Ingram. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, he did it on the long layout last season, didn't he? He um, did. Camish? No. It's, oh, well. it's probably a BMW, isn't it? Uh, yes. Hill? No. Oh, did I give up. Superb knowledge from the half the touring Thank half you. host there. Uh, it's Colin Turkington in 2022 with a 47.5. So it's well under a minute this, uh, this lap. Would you like to have a guess at who has the race lap record? Uh, let, let's go safe. Colin Turkinson. No. <laughs> go on then. Um, it was set in 2011. Oh, wow. I know, right? Uh, by Brent a certain... Yes. Blimey. With a 48.4. That's interesting, though. I, I, I'm assuming that the, the lap record during a race is obviously going to be a little bit longer, which we've seen. But so far ago, because you get so much traffic... Well, it's, it's very hard to get a clean lap in. Well, there is that, but I think this weekend it'll be broken because obviously the hybrid, which you now are a complete fan of and think it's revolutionised the sport, will come into play and we're going to probably see a sub-20 second lap, I reckon, because the hybrid that you now believe is the best thing in the world, 20 second laps, I reckon. I'm just thinking that we might see a few differences throughout the year that we didn't see last year. And I know I brought it out quite a lot during Donington and I think that... Um, Watson used it quite well in that first race, but he could have used it better. And I, I think that attributed to some of the speed that they had that weekend. I know the Astro always turns out fairly well at Donington, um, but we'll, proof is in the uh, in the pudding this weekend. I couldn't disagree more, but let's not retread old ground. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Brands Hatch down in Kent, 10 corners, which is quite surprising for the small circuit. 1.21 miles, first debut in 1958. Uh, and it's got the iconic start, has it, down Paddock Hill Bend. There's not many a greater sight in motorsport than the uh, opening lap, the sweep down Paddock Hill Bend. It still wows me that every time we go, especially sort of like a media day when we were there last, how steep that drop-off is yeah. down Paddock Hill. It's... Yeah, we know the craners are quite steep, but it's nothing compared to Paddock Hill. Um, and it takes a hell of a lot of skill and a hell of a lot of um, commitment, shall we say, uh, to go full throttle through there. Absolutely. If you are ever at Brands Hatch, go and watch particularly the Porsches. You'll hear them bottom out as they hit the bottom of the hill. It's slightly less pronounced in the touring cars, although it's there. But in the Porsches, you yeah. will hear them bottom out every time they come down the bottom of that hill. It's very, very exciting indeed. 
Yeah, and it was exciting last year as well. Um, we had Josh Cook take a double win there um, and Colin Turkington take the race three victory, um, a circuit which Josh Cook had quite a lot of success at, the only other one being Thruxton. Um, do you see sort of the similar sort of thing happening this weekend? Yeah, the Honda goes well here historically, hence Matt Neal's lap record. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a circuit that suits the Honda for whatever reason. Um, it's not so much a grip circuit um, that you see in other places. Yes, the real drive has, has a few corners where it comes into its own, particularly at the bottom of Graham Hill Bend, um, but and perhaps out of Clark Curve onto the main straight. But I wouldn't say it's a power-dependent track. It's more of a shape-dependent track, and I think that's why we've seen the Coopers go well here in the past as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I think that one motorsport will be targeting a podium this weekend, perhaps lacking still a little bit on outright pace. There's certainly that seems to be the case at Donington, although difficult conditions, difficult to really get a, a full uh, feel of things, but certainly could be eyeing a, a race three podium, depending how the re- weekend unfolds for them. So you don't think they're going to struggle again if we get in these changeable conditions that are forecast? I think Brands is easier to drive in changeable conditions because it's not as... I'm not a driver, so I'm going to guess, but I don't think it's as tricky a track as Donington is. Um, I think that there's not as many deep braking zones in that way. Yeah. It's pretty much on the throttle for, I'd say, at least half, not three quarters of the lap. So yeah. I, I don't think necessarily the change of conditions causes many a problem. That said, there are several hills and you, there will be pools of water collecting, bottom of Paddock, bottom of Graham Hill, um, and that, into that last section. But even on media day, we didn't really see in change of conditions any major offs yes jelly had a problem potentially mechanical <laughs> it was potentially mechanical rather than anything else but you know it was changing conditions we didn't see that many off um i think collard went for a trip through the gravel as well and tore a splitter but yeah you kind of expect that from media day though they're trying to be cautious and careful but i think that wet running that they had at media day will also really help for this weekend um uh, well it so will for some one- with some, yes. <laughs> those that were out in the wet conditions. Yeah, those who went out <laughs> might have half a chance, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so last year we had uh, Dan Hamish take two podiums, Rory Butch take one as well, as well as Bobby Thompson and Jake Hill. Um, do you think there are going to be any surprises this weekend? No, I don't think there's going to be any surprises at, in the season, to be honest with you. I think that, okay. God, I know I've got a damp squib it now. I think Donington yeah, proved, no, I think Donington proved to, to me my my theory, if you want to put it, that there's going to be five or six drivers that are going to be the top three week in, week out, yeah. most races. Um, nothing at Donington changed my mind on that, and nothing, I'd be surprised if anything changed my mind here. I think you've got six, possibly seven drivers that are ahead of the rest of the field, and then it's anybody from anybody else further back. So, from my point of view, no, I think that, we, that the podium places are going to be the same drivers. I'm talking Sutton, Turpington, Hill, Camish, Ingram. Yeah. Who've I missed? I've definitely missed somebody in that, but possibly Butcher, possibly Cook. They're sort of like outsiders that we're looking towards that that end of the grid. And Morgan, to be fair. I mean, he'll get a podium yeah. in that car here and there. But I think those five are going to be the five protagonists, and those five are going to have the lion's share of wins and podiums this year. I don't really see any. The only way we get a big surprise is if we have a similar style to Donington race two, where <clears> we see changeable conditions within the race, having to take a gamble on tyres at the start of the race, who picks that tyre, who goes bold. Otherwise, 
No, I, I mean, I mean, do you? I, I don't know. I, I don't want to write the season off so early because I think we're going to have a titanic battle at the top between those five. Because I just, I don't think they're going to lose that many points to each other throughout the season. But I also don't see any surprises coming along the way. I don't know. If I probably don't. I probably don't see any surprises at the top end of the grid. Mm. Uh, I agree with you on that. I think there is a set five or six drivers that are going to be there or thereabouts going towards the end. Uh, of the season, all in with chance of possibly winning the championship. I do, however, think there might be some surprises in the midfield, um, especially with the performances we saw at Donington with the rookies, especially. Yep. So obviously Watson coming in, coming out of almost nowhere. Yes, he's got some racing pedigree in Le Mans GT racing, but we weren't expecting a performance like that. Um, the same with Pearson. He was very unlucky. He showed some good pace and he just needs to bring that consistency and just take out those errors that he made last weekend. Um, and then also Mikey Doble put, put in a decent performance that, again, we probably weren't expecting. And if he can build on that, then he can certainly mix it with those midfield boys. And actually, to be fair, Nick Alston had a decent out and you, you think he score points and change the conditions, gets punted yep. out in race three, and I think makes his own mistake in race one. Kind of understandable. Your first touring car, well, yeah, not first touring car race, but you know, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I think I think the standard of rookie this year is really strong. Um, I think that, as I said on the previous pod, everybody has got the potential to score points this year. Yeah, but whether they will or not is another question. But I don't see any great surprises. I don't really see another Chilton taking a win for the first time in four years unless there's something that happens in the race that yeah that yeah, that, that you have to take a call on and get right um I do wonder and I want I'd like your view on this as well is that will last weekend play in the minds of some drivers if the conditions start to change I'm thinking the drivers that didn't change early are they going to potentially go too early this time and not you know fear of missing out or as a driver, will they just put that out of their mind and that they will be right and they just got unlucky last time out? I think most drivers, especially the experienced ones, will just put it out of their mind. And and we saw with Chilton's call last weekend, he knew on that formation lap, as soon as he saw those wet lines appearing from the tyres, he knew he had to get into the pits to make that change. And that that is all down to experience. He knew what the track conditions can do. He was looking all around him at the time, seeing what the clouds were doing, which way they were coming over from, and made that decision. Arguably, Colin Turkington and other experienced drivers that have been in the sport that long should have made that sort of decision. But there's Chilton's got less risk where he was as well. He's not expected to be in a title challenge. He can go out and make that call. Okay, if it doesn't come off, so be it. Move on to the next weekend. Whereas the drivers at the top end of the grid have to make the most of every weekend. And sometimes you you are on the side of caution, even if it's not the right right call at the time on the flip side then do you think we might see some of the uh quote back markers make that decision earlier and and yes. run the risk of if it doesn't come off it doesn't come off but actually i'm going to start on wets here like nick chose to um like yeah. jade chose to and go actually i'm going to swap on the grid i'm going to start on wets and we'll see how things go yeah, I still think it's dependent on where they are placed on the grid, whether it's race one, race two or race three, yeah. how far back they are and, and what they can then gain from that or how much they've got to lose out. But certainly drivers probably 15th and down, if they're starting there on the grid, looking at the skies thinking, is it going to rain? Has it started to spit with rain? Is the track wet enough that it won't get to dry by the end or, or a combination of those things that it will be in their minds to go, if I make the right call here, I can get 
good points or even a surprise podium or win. Obviously, we're recording this on the Tuesday, uh, the 2nd. Yep. I'm just looking at the weather forecast now. It's supposed to rain solidly from Friday in West Kingsdown. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have rain most of Friday, clearing up in the evening. Saturday, we're obviously where qualifying is done. We are going to have uh, cloud and a, a decent percentage of chance of rain around about the far, three o'clock mark, which will be around about when qualifying takes place. That's going to that's officially classed on the BBC website as drizzle rather than rain. Uh, and then on the Sunday, we are going to see clouds and rain showers. Light rain is forecast, but again, it's going to be at its heaviest early in the morning and then throughout the day. So a sprinkle of rain here or there is likely, which I think is a, yeah, the worst nightmare for a driver. Best scenario for fans, yeah. particularly those who are sat at home. Yeah, so you mentioned qualifying there. Uh, that is at 25 past three on Saturday, all being well, depending on the schedule of the other races and stuff that goes on that day. Um, and it, it seems to have got a little bit later this year, and I'm wondering whether that will make any difference to how the teams run um, and also the conditions that we get. Maybe it will be slightly cooler or slightly hotter when we get to the summer months. Uh, but moving on to the Sunday then, uh, the first British Touring Car race is at 11.50, uh, with the second one starting at three uh, at 2.30, and then the final race at 5.15. Interestingly, they have got a race after the Touring Cars at Brands, Makes which should make sense. it a little bit easier for people to get out. Although, if we are scheduled to have this rain, you know what it was like at media day at lunchtime. If you have that all day... The car parks are going to be horrendous. I don't think it's going to be as bad as me today. However, what I would say is that if you've got a low sprung car and an SUV, pick, take the SUV. Don't, don't take the SUV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be there for quite a while, being pulled out of the out of the mud, unless they've found yeah. a way or put a, a more obvious field field to store everybody in, rather than the muddiest one they could find. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I can't remember having two. It's not happened yet, but potentially two wet weekends back to back for a very long time no, uh, no. which is very interesting indeed uh just a quick reminder of who to look out for this weekend then before we go on to our predictions dan camish tops the the title rankings he's eight points clear of tom ingram uh, jake hill is in third with tom chilton adam morgan colin turkton dan rowbottom andrew watson sutton and thompson rounding out your top 10 i think out of those drivers yeah you, you camish ingram hill top three already it looks ominous and Sutton is not where well, he's quite far behind but you'd expect him to make that distance up pretty quickly yeah I mean if, if it wasn't for that retirement in round one um who knows where he'd have finished probably top five top six at least um and then his weekend would, would have been looking completely different uh, from Donington so I, I I don't think he's too far off. I think you're going to expect to get maybe one or two retirements throughout the whole season. He's just had this one earlier than, than others. Well, I, I kind of agree and disagree, to be honest with you. So if you look at Ingram last year, he won the title with no retirements to his name. Only finished outside yeah. the points twice. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that is going to be the level, particularly look at how good the drivers are and how good the cars are. I think that's going to be the roundabout the level. I mean, last year, Turkson finished 30 points clear of uh, fifth place. And he was some, I was terrible at maths, about 30 points, about 30 points off third. Yeah. You know, so that's a big margin from the top three downwards. And I just don't think you look at Jake Hill. He was, he only finished one race outside, uh, two races, sorry, outside the top 
the, the points playing, one of which was excluded in. Uh, and yeah. Sutton finished outside the points twice. So I, I think that if you look at Ashley Sutton, he's potentially already had his two... One of, one of those two, yeah. Well he, well, he finished outside the points twice. Oh, no, he, he did get into the no, points. No, he finished 15. Yeah, you're right, sorry. Which, yeah. okay. every point is going to matter by the end of the season, I think. So already, if you're Ash Sutton, you've had your bad weekend. Now, that's good in some ways, because you put it behind you, it's out the way, on onward yeah. and upward. But we saw last year of Camish, one bad weekend can quickly become two, can quickly become three. And before you know it, you're well out of the race for the title because yeah. the other guys ahead of you aren't going to drop points. They're like the Man City of the touring car world. They're just not going to drop points on a regular basis. Yeah, They're going to finish in the points on a regular basis. Ash Sutton needs to drive a pretty much a perfect season from here on out for me. Yeah, it'll be interesting going into this weekend as well, being their home circuit. We know how well they went at media day. Three out of the four in that team looked really quite clean, consistent and quick. Um, and they were that at Donington. So I think they might be the team to beat coming into this weekend. I agree. Although just one quick caveat to that. Let's not forget who went quickest on media day here. Yes, mixed conditions yes media day does it actually mean anything well tom ingram will tell you it means everything because he topped the times on media day here although as we discussed in the media day uh roundup yeah the the napa fords looked very very strong as well Should we get into the predictions then? Because they, they lead the way in my predictions pretty much. That makes sense to me. So let's go with your pole sitter first then, if we may, Sam. Uh, because he only just missed out on it through a deleted lap time last time out, I think Sutton takes it this time out. Um, we know when he's got a good car under him, in changeable conditions, he could be pretty well quite clear of the field. Um, but I think he'll take pole pole this weekend. I've changed mine from when um, we last spoke, so it's a good job they've not gone on to social media yet, isn't it? Um, okay. I've changed to Ingram. Ooh, okay. Slightly greasy conditions. That Hyundai is on rails. Ingram likes it in the rain. Yeah. Very quick in a straight line. It, as I said earlier, it's a throttle-heavy track. There's not a great deal of braking zones. Um, the shape of the Hyundai is very nice. Yeah, I think Ingram. Although okay. I would not be shocked if it's a Napa boy on the front row either. To be fair, I won't. It's, it's a toss-up for me. And actually, yeah, I wouldn't be. Again, going back to my point about the top five, I think we're <clears> going to see the same five people take all the polls this year. I'm not going to get. Uh, we've had one slight surprise, perhaps in Row Bottom. After that, I think we're not going to see any more surprises. I, I, Hill could quite easily take pole as well. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, so my list of three winners this weekend, I think Sutton will go on and win a race this weekend. Whether it's the first one, I'm not sure, um, but I think it's likely to be first or second. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Hill, because he, he looks so strong and got so much wet running in at media day, I think he, he should be well up there. And finally, Rowbottom. Oh, okay. A bit of the... Disappointment is too strong a word, but I think he'll be disappointed from Donington to have come out, had two um, front row starts and not a single podium. Yes. You you think he uses this weekend to uh, to fight back? Yeah, a little, little bit of redemption um, and possibly taking that race three win. I think he'll be there or thereabouts in the, in the top 10 for the other races because I think the car's strong um, and he might just get a little bit lucky with the reverse grid again. 
but you think he's actually going to be able to get it off the line this time? Hopefully, yes. Off your prediction, yes. But yes. Uh, okay, I've gone for Ingram will take a win. Um, I think if he takes pole, he'll get out in front, and unless the hybrid has a the effect you will think it will, uh, I can't see him being caught. Uh, I think Camish also takes the race win, um, and I think that Josh Cook in the reverse grid. I think that the Civic will be in and around the top ten all weekends, barring any problems, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I think that a decent-ish grid reversal could help him. Also, as a complete dark horse outside bet, do not rule out a Cooper win if it's on the reverse grid. I think if Bobby Thompson gets yeah. on the front row or near the front row with the Cooper in the reverse grid, I can see him going to victory here. Yeah, well, I, I think that leads quite nicely into one of my three predictions for this weekend. And because there are going to be changeable conditions and the Coopers go fairly well at this circuit, I think we could see three or more of the Coopers actually score points this weekend. So for clarity, because everybody loves clarity, is that three or more uh, three point scorers in each race or three point scorers across the weekend? So across the weekend, yep. I think th- three different Coopers out of the six will score points. So probably most likely Lloyd Thompson and then either Boutel or Patterson for me. Okay, well, that, that links quite nicely to one of my predictions because I've gone for Patterson gets po- points this weekend. Okay. You yeah. know you know, I rate him, perhaps blindly, I, but you know I rate him as a driver. Um, and I think that he showed some real class at Donington, um, to be honest with you. And I think that... I, I don't think he wins the Jack Sears this season, but I think he's on for a pretty strong season. Um, yeah. As long as the car holds up for the whole season, which is another question entirely. But yeah, I like Dex. And I think he's got a... A good chance of getting points this weekend. Yeah, I think my next prediction links back to Media Day quite a lot. Uh, we saw this driver do a lot of running, and that is Butcher to score. I think, did I say three top eights or three top tens? Uh, you've gone uh, for, for Butcher, this to, Butcher to score a top eight in all three. Yeah, so three top eight finishes for Butcher. I think he'll be consistent. Um, he'll He'll look to build on the shades of pace that they saw last weekend. I just don't think they had the rub of the green last weekend. You know, I was quite disappointed last weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, a top eight is a big ask when I consider that I expect there to be three Fords in the top eight and then a BM, at least a bit one BMW, if not two, and Tom Ingram. That doesn't leave a lot of space left for Rory Butcher. We'll see. I, 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 just, I have this feeling that the WSR boys might struggle. I'm not putting any prediction down for it. But apart from Hill, who obviously goes fairly well in the wet anyway, mm-hmm. I think the the other three BMWs might struggle a little bit more than we expect. Yep, that's fair enough. Uh, I've gone for, on that basis, Hill to outscore Turkington. Um, yeah. Hill goes well here. Hill goes well everywhere. I think that, we've mentioned it before, I think there's a real changing of the guards coming at WSR, and I think that Hill is it. And I think Paul O'Neill, I might be doing him a disservice. I think he hinted at this at the ITV coverage last weekend that Turkton won't like the fact that Hill's come in is quicker than him um, and is, I'm not quoting him directly, but inferring from that, outperforming Colin on a fairly regular basis, it has to be said. No um, one likes to be dislodged at a team that they've been at for so long, no. um, especially with someone who isn't fully part of that team as well. Mm. Being set aside, being his own laser tools MB Motorsport side, but in the same machinery, I think that really, really could get on his nerves this this year. Well, yeah, because rule number one is you measure yourself against your teammate. 
his teammate has yep. generally been a safe pair of hands in somebody like Jelly, who's not going to rock the boat, not really going to outperform him regularly. But Hill is, player. yeah, but Hill is outperforming him regularly, and I think Hill outperforms him this weekend. Yeah. Uh, uh, go on, then. Do, well, uh, well, no, what I was going to say, my final prediction is uh, we'll see the first podium for one motorsport. Civic goes well here. Cook goes pretty well here, generally speaking. I think it will be Cook against the podium, but Moffat has had podiums here in the past. I think he got, was it last year he got the affinity to the podium? Or was it the year before? Can't remember. But he's had podiums here before, I'm sure. He beat Plate on the line, didn't he? Yes, yeah. Um, I've forgotten what I said was my last, <laughs> my third one. Uh, you've gone for Jelly not to score a top 10 this weekend. Yeah, it goes along with the, the fact that I think WSR boys in that side will struggle. Um, and I know that sometimes Jelly goes really well at brands, but I just have a feeling that this weekend won't be one of those weekends, especially with changeable conditions. And I think he might get stuck in the mid-pack to the slight 13th, 14th and not be able to make any progress. Cue a Jelly Masterclass on pole. Yes, exactly. Treble podium. I can't wait for it. Absolutely. Uh, one last, uh, two last predictions, actually, before we go. Uh, your Jack Sears for the weekend. Which we forgot to do last time. Yes, we did. Although it didn't make any any difference because I don't think either of us expected uh, Watson to win the Jack Sears last time out. Uh, I'm going for someone who probably should have come close to winning it last weekend if it weren't for small mistakes and being disqualified, which we'll you heard about in the last podcast, uh, is Ronan Pearson. I think he showed lots of pace and we know how quick that um, Hyundai is. Yeah, I'm going for uh, Osborne. He didn't wow me at Donington particularly, but he did take his first career podium in the touring cars and he's in a car that's quick. I think that, yeah, you could flip a coin for him and Pearson this weekend. Yeah. I think the PMR Astro will struggle a little bit more here. Um, okay. And I'm actually quite interested to see how Watson can do here. Yes. But yeah, I'm going to go for Osborne on the basis that they should have the strongest or second strongest car this weekend. Yeah. Okay, then moving on to the final prediction then. Okay. And we are watching from home this weekend. Um, I think I think we go to yours, aren't we? We are indeed. Good, good. Um, and I'm sure later through the season, we're actually going to look to uh, live stream our reactions to the touring car races. Um, but we, we're going to enjoy this weekend uh, being the first one back at home. And we're going to keep an eye out for how many retirements we're going to see across the weekend in the touring car races. Yep. So this could be if mechanical or through crash damage, because we're not going to try and assess whether one retired uh, following a crash damage, whether that counts as mechanical or not, because we'll argue until the, the next season begins uh, so if you're not if i don't finish that counts as a retirement and i've gone for 15 there's going to be a first corner madness in one of the races which put six or seven cars out and inevitably there'll be some that's decided to ditch it at druids okay that's interesting i think i'm going to go slightly less yes there's going to be changeable conditions and stuff um, but i think i'm going to go for a 10 this weekend that's bold um, that's bold considering that edwards could have three straight off the bat Yes, she could do, but I'm expecting bigger and better thing finishes. I'm expecting finishes, not bigger and better things. I hope, I hope, um, I hope for the car yeah. and for her and for the team. It, yeah, it gets three finishes this weekend. And can, the can we just out. classify these DNFs yeah. being non-classifieds as well? Well, that's what a DNF is, isn't it? 
well, I know, but on their timing screens, they mark down DNFs and non-classifieds. Both count. That's fine. I just want to make sure everything's clear. Well... Because the car could still yeah. be circulating at the end, but not be classified. Yeah, because no, classifiers don't count then, does it, do they? Because that's not... Okay, that's, that's fine. Not, that's not a retirement. So just DNFs. Yeah, that's not a that's retirement. The, 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 the game is retirements, isn't it? Not yep. who's gone testing. Okay, that's fine. Okie dokie. Right, well, I think that pretty much sums up the Brands Hatch preview. Obviously, we're looking forward to the weekend. We hope you guys are too. We'll be back with our review uh, probably yep. next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, not... obviously, we're splitting our reviews and driver grades. Hopefully, you've caught up with the Donington review and driver grades. If you haven't, they're on YouTube, they're on all the podcast places, etc., etc. Enjoy the weekend's yes. racing. Please do let us know uh, what you think about the new videos as well. Love to hear your feedback on those. Uh, remember to drop a like below, um, get the bell on, and also subscribe um, because it helps all the algorithm stuff somehow. And, what, and one final thing. Well done, Sam. You've, been, you've battled through an illness to get here Thank tonight. You. You've been a consummate professional. Uh, that's hence why we're recording apart because I don't want to get the lurgy. Uh, but well done. Uh, yeah. You've battled through it. Apologies for the nasally sound, even more so than normal. <laughs> Modern day warrior. We love to see exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Enjoy the weekend and we'll speak to you soon. Hi there. It's Sam here. If you're enjoying this podcast, why don't you leave us a like and don't forget to subscribe. You can also leave us a five star review. And we're also on social media at Facebook and Instagram where you can message us directly.